Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. I just want to give you guys something, uh, a quick message tonight to take home, but it's, I think it's very profound, um, what, what, we, what we want to hear tonight. Um, Advent is that word that means arrival. And I think one of the most important things to learn during Advent is pausing in the present, pausing in the present, taking a moment to stop what we are doing and think about and meditate on and grasp the real meaning of Christmas. We definitely live in a time like never before when it comes to our fast-paced, evolving world. And the world we live in now was actually predicted hundreds of years ago and this verse, again, proves it. I've, I've, I've mentioned this verse a few times, but here it is a snapshot in the secret unfolding right before our eyes, Daniel 12, 4. But you, Daniel, keep the prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the end, until Jesus comes again, when many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. Rush here and there. Friends, we are there. We're here. Not just the obvious impact of the internet and social media pushing massive amounts of new information every second, but also the rushing, the busyness of our world. Now, I'm very grateful for the ability to get places fast and quick, right? I told myself one, one uh, year when, we, when I drove straight down to Florida, Drove straight down Florida. And I felt it in my body. My whole body went numb. My behind hurt. Um, and I saved enough money the next year to, to jump on a plane and speed across the states. And my behind was forever grateful. So speed is good sometimes. But most of the time not. The kingdom of heaven is not about rushing. It's about resting. It's not about moving fast. It's about meditating first. And when it comes to Christmas and beyond, it's about learning to pause, learning to rest. It's about giving God time. That's what I've subtitled this message. Learning to stop and smell the roses. Soak it all in instead of speeding it all up. Time is the new money. People don't necessarily want more money. They need more time. And as Christians, it's so important to give God our time. See, I believe God will bless you when you give him your time. Ben Franklin said, it's, it, time is the stuff life is made of. You hear that? Time is the stuff life is made of. We waste it or spend it or save it. We have time on our hands or we make up for lost time. We speak of those who have all the time in the world while others are running out of time. But God's time is different than ours. He's never rushed. He's never worried. He's never hurried. He loves and lives for the present moment. In the book of Romans, Paul speaks this through. He says, don't be conformed to this world. You ever hear that one? Well, that word world means this space of time. He's saying, in other words, don't let the world's schedule, the world's time pressure you or manipulate you. Start living in his time. Keep your eyes on the kingdom clock. Because again, there's no rushing in the kingdom of God. No worrying. In essence, time stands still with God when we give him our time. 
I think that's one reason God gave Jesus the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. I almost want to, I, I, you know, have you ever like been in a conversation and there was that awkward moment where nobody says anything? I almost want to do that through this whole message. Just like, are you okay with that? Just awkward silence. Emmanuel, not God with us someday at some future time. No, God is with us now in the present moment. That's why it's so important to cherish this moment right now. James gives us a somewhat stern reminder when we try to rush or jump too far ahead. James 4, 13 through 15 says, look, here, you who say today or tomorrow we're gonna go to a certain town and we'll stay there a year, we'll do business there and make a profit. He says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Because if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. He's challenging his listeners to live in the present. That's why it's called the present. It's a gift, a gift of time that can slip away if we let it. Oh, how time flies. Isn't it true? So I, I produced and directed and updated a, this video. You'll go ahead and watch this a minute. This, I think this is, this, is, this is Time Flies, by the way. This is how time flies. This is me wrestling with Levi. This is just yesterday. And a finishing touch, ball in the head. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Produced and directed by me, which I'm gonna to keep my day job. Um, you guys, time flies. Isn't it amazing how our kids were so small and now they're so big and they're grown up and wow. So let me leave you with a few reasons why it's so important to give time, your time to God. When the angel Gabriel came to visit Mary, an astonishing moment occurred that stopped her in her tracks, and here it is in Luke 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll name him Jesus. He'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give you him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. The kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, oh, no problem. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he'll be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, 
but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Verse 3, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Have you ever had that kind of moment when something happens that stops you in your tracks? It was like time stopped for a moment. A divine appointment, a profound dream or vision. You sit down and say, what just happened? What is this? And you can't stop thinking about it. I believe those moments are God lovingly challenging us to stop and think about it and think about him. Christmas is that moment. Christmas Eve service. That's what Mary experienced. And it was critical that she gave her time, her full attention. And because she gave God her time, he blessed her. He gave her hope. He delivered destiny. He revived her joy. He renewed her strength. See, God will bless you when you give him your time. Let me show you what else God will do when you give him your time. When you give God your time, God will lead you, will lead you. You can be sure of this. God will lead you as you give him your time. The wise men figured this out. It was God leading them by an eastern star to Jesus, and it's clear that they gave God their time. This was a miracle. But it's not the miracle of the position of the star that I want to focus on or that the star seemed to move to its perfect place at the perfect time. I want to show you the miracle of time, a different miracle. Matthew 2, 1 through 9. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About the time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars, it rose, and we we, we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where's this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for the people, for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the sorrow first appeared. They told him, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go worship him too. Right, sure, Herod. Verse nine, after this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Okay, yes, the star guiding them was a miracle in itself, but there's more, look at this. Most scholars believe it took a really, really long time for the wise men to get to Jesus. This was not a 30 minute walk. This was not a two-mile run, or in Anna Lynn's case, a sprint, because it takes her about five minutes to run a mile. It takes me about 12. Funny little story, about Christmas time a few years ago, Anna Lynn, Anna Lynn came and, and she, 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 uh, she said, hey, uh, I'm going to go for a run, and, and, and she asked me if I would go for a run with her. The one time she asked me, or, or go, to go for a jog, because she, she had to get, she had to practice for, for um, she's a collegiate runner, so she had to get her, her, her miles in. And I said, and she, she asked me, and I, immediately I, I said, well, pff, of course, of course I'll go, right? 
So I put my shoes on and everything else, and, 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 uh, and all of a sudden, um, she, she took off running. And by the way, when, when, when I said yes, that's what dads do, right? That's what dads do. I, I, I got a new uh, acronym, T. I'll go for a jog. She asked me to put some windshield wiper fluid, and I'll, I'll pump up her tires. That's what dads do. So 200 yards into it, oh, Hamstring, I think, Annalyn, I don't even remember that. Annalyn, Annalyn, uh, hey, I'll catch up with you. I'll catch up with you. I, I had something wrong with my leg. <laughs> there wasn't nothing wrong with my leg. <laughs> it wasn't my hamstring, it was all those hamburgers I've been eating. <laughs> I was out of shape. I couldn't keep up with her. Her jog, to me, what, what, her, her jog was a sprint, right? So there, I, I, I could not keep up with her. So, so anyways, my, my acronym is not TWDD. It's T-N-W-T-D-D. That's not what this dad does. <laughs> anyways, she sprints. I walk. <laughs> now, back to the wise men. This was not a sprint to Jesus. This journey to find Jesus, hear this, took roughly two years. Did you hear that? They traveled by donkey for more than two years to find Jesus. That's the miracle. The wise men gave God their time. I don't know. I might have given up after a week. They followed, G they followed the star for more than 100 weeks just to find Jesus. That's dedication. That's commitment. And how do they accomplish it? Well, they simply gave God their time. I'm sure they had things to do. They, they, they were very important people, right? But they gave God their time. And God would lead them. I love what's, what's written in the Psalm, Psalm 32, verse 6 through 8. It says, therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is time. Come on, why there's still time that they may not drown the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You, you protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. God, as I give you my time, the Lord says, I'll guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Truth is, we don't know how much time we have. So while there is still time, while there's still time, pray, love, forgive, live in the present, and God will lead you. He will. He'll lead you. And when you, when you give God your time, he'll fight for you. Wait, Petey, how's this a Christmas theme? Well, like I said last week, you probably didn't know that the cute little baby in a manger was actually a devil-destroying assassin. You didn't know that. Jesus came to this earth, into our lives, to fight for us. And when you take time to rest with God, he battles for you. When you take time to pray, God fights for you. God lives to defend you, to protect you, and to bless you while he brawls for you as you give him your time. So when Jesus was born, the fight began, the fight for our salvation. Yes, Jesus was born in a manger, but he trained in an octagon. He trained to fight the devil to ultimately defeat him. Here's the proof, that when you give God your time, he'll fight for you. How many how many need God to fight for, for, for you, right? How, how many of you need something in your life, like, God, I need you to fight for me? Exodus 10.10 says, be still, be still right now, for the Lord is fighting for you. 
This is part of Christmas, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. This is, this is, what, this is what Jesus came for. He came to fight for us. He came to fight for us. And I love that story in the Bible when, when, when Joshua needed help from God. He needed help because he was surrounded by his enemies. And God made the sun stand still. You ever heard that? All day the sun stood still in the same place in the moon so that they had enough daylight for God to fight for them. Here it is, Joshua 10, 12 through 14. On that day, the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites. Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jashar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as a normal day. There was never been a day like this one before ever since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. You know, this thing about prayer is really interesting. I don't know, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes in my flesh, I just want a quick prayer. Come on, man, I gotta eat. I, I, we don't need to pray for all the missionaries in China right now. Maybe we do. Maybe I do, right? Prayer is this gift from God that actually allows time to kind of stand still, right? Oh, let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's, let's take time and let's, let's draw near to God and let's pray. No, no, let's really pray. I don't know what you need right now. I don't know what you've been praying for. But if you've been attacked in any way by a spiritual enemy, I promise you, God promises you, when you pray, Jesus is fighting for you. Be still for the Lord is fighting for you. When you give God your time, he'll fight for you. And lastly, look at this. When you give God your time, he will save you. He will save you. He will save you. Christmas is all about salvation. We know that, right? Salvation. Everyone needs salvation. Everyone needs Jesus. Not everyone wants Jesus, but everyone desperately needs Jesus. Here's that powerful verse, Romans 5, 6 through 8. When we are utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. Say time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ Jesus to die for us while we're still sinners. I remember the day I gave my heart to Jesus. I remember, I'll never forget. I remember, I'll never forget it. I cried out to Jesus, I prayed, I gave him my time, and he saved me. He saved me, came and lived inside of me to be with me forever. I was heading the wrong direction, I was heading for destruction, but Jesus came to rescue me. I gave him my time, and he embraced me as his son. I gave him my heart, and now he calls me his own. And now, I have a gift to bring to others. And so do you. 
tonight, tomorrow, many of us will, will, will both give and receive gifts. The greatest gift is the one God gave us, Jesus. A gift we will never be able to repay in exchange for our sin and shame. God offered us salvation, life, freedom by sending his son Jesus to earth as our savior. And all we can do in return is accept, receive this incredible gift and start living in relationship with him, the greatest gift giver of all. So, as you prepare to spend Christmas with your friends and family, would you, would you just let time stop for a moment? Would you just pause? That's really what I want to get across tonight. I know there's a lot of stuff in here, great, funny stories, incredible teaching. No, I'm just kidding. I really wanted us to just be able to be okay pausing be okay thinking about why Jesus really came. He's, he's leading you. He's guiding you, right? He's fighting for you. He is right now. You may not see it, but he is. He's fighting for you. And he is saving people all across the world right now in this very moment. I mean, people are, people are being saved and delivered because of Jesus. Share the gifts that are under the tree, but to share the good news of salvation. See, I believe the moment Jesus was born, time stood still and all of heaven held their breath. All of heaven dropped to their knees. All of creation worshiped the King of Kings, the Lord, the Messiah, our Savior, Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. A Savior, a Rescuer, born. He is here right now to save. And listening online and here in this place, and you can think, man, all right, my, my life has just been rushing and I don't even know where I'm going. And you might think, I don't even know where I'm at with God. God, where are you? And maybe you just need to pause. Just like I paused in 1994. Just like many of you paused and said, Lord, I need you. I need you to save me. Would you bow your heads for a moment? I would love to give you an opportunity right now, the same opportunity I took. I gave God my time. I gave God my time. I said, Lord, you can have me, my time right now. And here it is. Here it is. Here it is. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, this is your time. Today is the day. This time is the day. Today is the day of your salvation right now. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And God's saying, just simply accept it. Would you pray with me? Say, Heavenly Father. Say it all. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Today, I give you my time. As I give you my heart. As I give you my life. You deserve it. You gave me yours. So I give you mine. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. You are my Lord. You are my Messiah. 
You are my Savior forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Woo. And that's it. <laughs> hey, you guys, thank you for coming tonight. Um, hey, hang out. We got cookies. And uh, this is a great night that, that if you hang out, we can just get to know people. Sometimes it's, it's, we're, sometimes we're rushing, right? But today we can just take a little time. Let, let's pause. And oh, one more thing. Tomorrow, before you open up, or tonight, before you open up presents, I encourage you to just pause and think about tomorrow. Just pause. Have a conversation with your family, right? Just maybe ask, hey, tell me about, tell me what Jesus means to you. Who is he to you? And then turn to each other and say, now tell each other what they mean to you as well. Amen. Lord, thank you for all that you do. We pray blessings over everyone here listening. God, in this place, thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.